What it do? Now I want to try something different. Now. All right, all right. Welcome to We Are Something Else, <laughs> episode 108. Say it ain't so. <laughs> and we're back for another week. Uh, I'm your host, Kaleo. There's CB. There's E. What's good, fellas? Yo, 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 man. I'm going to try something different. You know, I think we've been doing the... All rights for a minute now. I gotta, I gotta find something. On break, I gotta find something. You were gone like 107 episodes in a row. Yeah, hey, just gotta. <laughs> maybe I need to keep it right. It has worked thus far, right? <sighs> so we're back. Um, what's well, good, fellas? How, how's your week been? Uh, what's going on with everybody? Uh, I know there's a lot going on tonight. We'll get to it, but uh, CB was good. Hey man, um, weeks kind of flying by. Um. Another Thursday, not that it feels like we were just here, but because work has been real busy, um, had a fun launch this week, which has just been nuts. So, um, you know, things are good. Uh, it's just, you know, you better believe I'm ready for the weekend. I'm ready for six o'clock to hit tomorrow when I can, when I'm logged off and, you know, I can just get to my weekend. Absolutely. He was good with you, bro. I, I almost feel the same. Like, work's been retardedly crazy. Um, just, you know, actually, you know, I, it's funny. It doesn't seem like we've run in these Thursdays faster, but I'm definitely looking forward to Fridays more than Thursdays now. So, I mean, it's going back to feeling like it's a normal work thing going on, like, even though we're at the crib or whatever. But For now. For now. I know, to, the man, to the man, shut everybody back down again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that's you know, that's how that's how those super spreaders is working right now, you know. But uh, no, other than that, man, you know, hey, it's Thursday, feeling good, and uh, you know, excited for another show, and we're gonna get it in. Yeah, uh, look, I agree with everything you both have said. CB knows what it's been like last two weeks at work for me. This week, more so than anything else been ramped up but you know what at 6 30 today whatever time i sent that final email saying that it was done man i felt felt amazing like a big sigh of relief but and here we are here we are uh another thursday but yeah i'm glad to here we are chop it up with you fellas uh so let's see uh what do you want to start with first let's wrap Breaking news. I didn't even get to put the breaking news thing up. But look, <laughs> look. Uh, so it's funny. I, I just sent the fellas a chat saying there was a possibility the Wizards were going to send Russ to the Lakers for Kuzma, Caldwell Pope, uh, Trez, and maybe a draft pick. I'm not sure how you know if the draft picks got put in, but then literally as I sent that, the the tweet came or the the IG post came from Woj. This is who said it. I mean, so I'm quote. Um, this is Woj, Adrian Wojnarowski, saying that the deal is confirmed that Russ is headed to the Lakers. Now, my original my initial thought was this is not going to work. We've seen Russ in a big three situation before. I don't know KC, but then I thought about it. They're not. They weren't really a big three then, right? Harden was coming off of the bench. But he was he was getting ready to be he was finding himself. KD was KD, and we just know it just didn't work, right? Because the Russ's playing style. Uh, then we saw Russ in Houston, 
and actually saw Russ with um, PG-13 first. And that seemed to maybe have some legs, but then it ended up Russ going to Houston, and I knew that wasn't going to work off the break just for the simple fact of their their styles, right? You know, those Harden and – it was a small ball, and they out in the West, you need a big man. It wasn't going to work, right? That lasted for, what, a year, two seasons maybe? And then Harden was out. Russ was out. Russ, was, Russ actually played well with the Wizards. Him and Beal played well, but there was nothing else around them. And with the talks of Beal perhaps asking for a trade out, it was only the writing on the walls for for Russ to win out. So, and plus the Wizards want to clear money to maybe perhaps sign the resign Beal to keep him there. So, that's just part one of this segment, uh, fellas. How do you feel about it? I'll let CB go. He's got the North Carolina jersey on. <laughs> it's funny because I was totally going to defer to you being the LA representative, but right. um, you know, I'll, I'll take I'll take the the first leg. You know, um, I think that this, it's a good deal for for all all parties involved because um, for Russ, he he had uh, been kind of keen to wanted to go back to LA. So he's going to get that opportunity. Um, yo, what's up, Dan? Um, he's going to get that opportunity. And he is boys with LeBron. We got the video of them smoking <laughs> cigars in the backyard. Like, like they'll, like, they'll, they'll be able to get it done with Russ. Like, Russ wants to win just as bad as anybody in the history of the NBA. Um, and we know where LeBron is at in the stage of his career, like every year matters that much more in terms of chasing championships and everything. So, um, and for the wizards, the main thing is to keep Bradley Beal. That is the only ticket in town. And so without like this deal, this apparently is able to open up, um, some financial means for them, uh, to, to help retain them. And there was a tweet right before we came on, where uh, Brad had said that he has no intention of leaving the Wizards. So that's like all the news that Wizards fans should should want to hear. Right, right. Real quick for you jumping in, because I'm going to forget my point with CB just said. Um, I don't think that the Wizards got a, a bad deal out of this, because you, you lose one piece, but he was, I mean, he wasn't the piece that you needed. You needed big man. You need rebound. Like Trez can give you that. Right, you need somebody to help that can kind of develop. I mean, Kuzma can probably, out, outside the shadow of LeBron, of being you know, he can probably step his game up being from under LeBron, right? Because the pressure will be off. Caldwell Pope, he's going to give you some scoring. So we'll see. I mean, go ahead, E. I agree with the Viper. What's up? Caldwell Pope is going to give you that. Uh, let's say how to top. We didn't. CP3 is going to. KCP is going to give you. He's going to give you quality points. Um, but he's definitely going to play defense, right? So you know you're getting that with him. Kuzma is probably out of all of the Lakers that were there from Monzo to, to Ingram, probably was the worst off at the end of the day because. Okay. Yep, they picked the wrong one. Um, Brandon Ingram just have more of an upside because he, granted, he doesn't play defense either. 
right? I feel like that whole draft class just said we're not playing defense, right? But if you look at the dynamic of like how he's grown as a scorer, right? He worked on his game, whereas Kuz was just seems like he's always I, my talent has gotten me this far, right? Um, for go to go one in ten in a playoff game where you've been there before, you hell, you just won the championship last year, so you've been in situations where you know you have to get to your uh, advantages, like on the court. He didn't even do that, and I feel like. I've always said this. We can go back and check the footage. We have never gotten a spot-up shooter in the Lakers. Like, we know Kyle Korver is no, no, you know, nobody that's just going to sit there, uh, you know, James Jones from from the Heat, you know, no, nobody that can sit there and literally be standing on the wing and know that as soon as they get the ball, you know it's going in. And for that, that reason, you know, I feel like Kuz had to go anyway. Now – Kuz, the the real deal that I really wanted before we and not take too much was I wanted them to trade Kuz for Buddy in Sacramento. Well, did you see Rose said that that was the that was the original deal that was on in play? Yeah, that was getting ready to happen, and then they went to the Wizards and got and got uh got Russ. So so the the the, the Brody coming home is definitely a good look, right? You're talking about a walking triple double, uh, a point guard that's not going to put up that doesn't necessarily have to put up 25 shots a game, right? Uh, but if you know that you're getting 10 rebounds with 10 assists from Russ, that's you're also that's another that's about 20 to almost 30 something points back on the board for the Lakers when you're talking about AD cleaning up the boards whether or not, you know, you you know, um I, I still feel like they got to they Gasol's got to retire. He's got to go. He can go play play over in Spain with his brother and they can retire over there. But you, you got to like it, it. That doesn't fit the mold of. Are you bringing back Lakers. Drummond? Drummond's probably going to stay only because he came out there to play with LeBron, and I think changing the format of who was on the floor. Like I really didn't want them to give up Trez. To be honest with you, Trez was a dog. No, but yeah, clearly, but clearly there were some issues there. Uh, me and a, me and me and uh, my bro Mike was talking. He said he, he had to bump heads with Bron because he didn't play none in the playoffs, right? Which then goes back to he bumped heads with, with PG, you know, and the Clippers, and that, that was all said and done. So yeah. it's got to be something there. But all in all, I think it's still good. You know, if it's – I think think Chris Paul was like, I'm going to run it back with the Suns one more time. I was getting you ready know. to bring that up. Do you think for them to pull a trigger on Russ, Braun had to have actually got word from CP that he was he was not coming? Facts. I definitely think that was the case. He was like – he was like, look, if you win it or not, you know, I'll let you get some time. You decide if this is what you want to do. If you want to stay, you want to go. But let me know so I can pull the trigger on what I what else, you know, I'm trying to. And I think there's almost there's one more piece to this that's going to happen. I'm going to go ahead and be the prophet now. And I'm going to tell you that DeMar DeRozan is going to be a Laker before it's all said and done. I watched the the uh, interview with him and Shannon and the, the, the kind of writing seems like it's on the wall. But it just, I mean, it, it makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. He got he got to get out of like Pop is a good coach, but again, he still has he hasn't they haven't attracted the younger talent to meet up to what the NBA is today, right? So then you fall back and you say you don't have anybody there that can really that would want to stay because then you're talking about bringing in a whole new entourage of hey, what's good, bro? Coaches, you know, they were talking about Becky Hammond being the coach. You got you know you got players that you're still trying to figure out like where they're gonna play at. Send Demar home. He's from the house. Now you got two players from the crib. 
in that in that that LA environment that now brings back that whole you know Lakers should be where they're at. It'll be all right. Right. I think what you get with Russ is what you've been lacking from the other three or four players. If you're Braun, is scoring. You need someone that can go out there and score because the inconsistency with Kuzma has been there. The inconsistency with Caldwell, like he couldn't find his three last season. Like it, it was just, it was iffy. Like you said, walk, Russ is a walking triple double. He's going, and even if Russ plays his game, it takes LeBron off the ball, which is kind of where he probably wants to be at this stage of his career. And if AD this offseason can train right, get his body right, and stay healthy, Mr. I mean, Glass, that's, that's, man. That's, that's always, that's the enigma, right? You never know what he's going to do. And if he plays, put, go ahead. Go, no, I'm just saying. No, go, if go, you, go. If he plays all 82 games, it's because he put in the work this offseason to be there. And like you said, it, like Russ being a walking triple-double and taking LeBron off, off having to, to handle the ball the whole time. So my thoughts are, like you said, it's when LeBron goes to the bench, right, or you got AD to the bench, you know that Russ is still going to – he's going to command where people got to – they got to know where he's at. The thing about it I like more so about this than anything else – is Russ is that old dog point guard that you're not going to punk him or anybody no. on the squad. And that's going to bring out some of that dog and some of the mother cats that, that it, they didn't know they had in them. You know what I'm he saying? He played hard every game for the Wizards. No so one's ever imagine. said he was like a bad teammate. You know right, what I exactly. mean? So Everyone who's ever like played with him really like, you know, they love playing with, with Westbrook. So imagine what he's going to do. With a team that has potential, right? Or what they could do. Um, and one last thing I'll say, and this is a stretch, but don't count it out because other things have happened for far less. Is that Kawhi is still out there? I'm, look, just saying, he's still out there. We know he's not a one. He's he's not he's not a one. He can be a two, maybe your third star of the team. He's out there. Less money championships, we'll see. I'm that's a far stretch, but it's still out there. And I mean, I, I doubt that Brown would would trade AD. The, the question I have, for, but go ahead. Uh oh, oh, you right. I guess the question the the question I pose to both of you guys though is does it does it does it make sense for does it make sense for um, Kawhi to stay out west or to go east? Because at this point, what is the powerhouse that you got to deal with on 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 either coast? Right, it makes sense for him to stay out west, where it's a little stack for him to join any squads that you want. If he goes to the east, there's no he's not gonna play. I mean, he's got he has to be the the leader of a team going to the east. Well, go to Miami, he could still be Jimmy's team, but he's gonna have to compete against Brooklyn. You're on mute, CB. He's gonna have to compete against Brooklyn. And then the Bucks. What about a uh, reunion in Toronto? I mean, well, Kyle is out too, right? They're getting ready. To, are they getting ready to break that up? I mean, everything's breaking apart right now. We just you see the Nats news. Scherzer's gone. <laughs> Scherzer and Trey Turner. They got rid of both. I didn't, yeah, 
Oh my god. He, he were, could be happy about that one too. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, the Dodgers go? definitely put in some work today. The Dodgers, yo. The Do- shirts went to the Dodgers? I, oh my god. I missed There's out. been I a missed. lot of stuff that's like come across the wire in like the last hour. I didn't think they would get rid of Scherzer, though. I thought they would, but they. I mean, they've lost. I think the stat was they've lost like sixteen of their last twenty-one, or and they won today. Scherzer pitched actually, but um, yeah, it's one of those like trying to get these dudes to some contenders and get some like resources, you know, in return. They apparently got the Dodgers' top two prospects out of the deal or whatever. So, um, you know, it was it was a good run for them while it lasted. They got a championship wow. out of it, so. Wow, that's a, this is a good point. Uh, B brings up was why was Bill ready to opt out until he, uh, Russ got traded? Pretty much. I mean, what? I don't. Was that confirmed? I, I know a lot of people said Bill was going ready to opt out, but I mean, you never know. We didn't see it come from him in an interview. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like I don't know. And from all accounts, him and Russ really enjoyed playing together. So I don't think that um, he probably got, you know, a call from the owner and they let him know that, yo, dude, we're going to make these moves. This is so we can build around you like, you know, and isn't that what most guys want to be told that they're going to build a team around you and, you know, try to make you happy so he can stay in the Rogers. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? So um, and as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Like like I said, he's the only ticket in town. Wall is gone. If if this dude was to leave, who is ever going to another Wizards game ever again? <laughs> Who's there to watch? <laughs> who are you going to I, see? <laughs> we don't. Come on, man. Like there there is nobody to put people in the seats. Like that's Bradley Beal. That's Bagley's job. Bagley yeah. Beal. Give him exactly. the give him some more money. Lock him up forever. Make him happy. Yep. You know, and try to get some pieces. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I mean, they got. I, I don't know who. I don't know if it's if this is a situation where they literally keep everybody that in, involved in the trade, or whether guys are getting cut, or like how this is going to work. But they got a lot for Russ. These and these dudes that they're getting better than the guys that they had on the squad because uh, yeah. Still, the Lakers were a team that was in the playoffs, competing. The Wizards were a team that like by a miracle made the playoffs in, you know, kind of a crazy NBA year anyway. So, you know, uh, I, like, like I was saying, I think it's um, a good, it's good overall, but I don't know if Brad ever really was saying it or, or what, but I'm sure ownership was like, they squashed it as quickly as possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Let's talk about the lap of luxury here. Look at this. This luxurious suite that's being um, occupied uh, by Kanye West and Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So they kind of broke earlier this week. TMZ, all his sources are saying Kanye West is living in Mercedes-Benz Stadium because he loved the atmosphere so much. And when he did his listening party that he felt inspired that he had to finish the album in the stadium. Now, this can only happen for people with money, obviously, right? Because there's no living quarters inside of a stadium. You see that they said that night right after his show, he ordered beds um, and they got a, a round the clock chef that's preparing meals for him. But this dude is 
last week I told you I wasn't I wasn't gonna wait up for Yonda uh Donda. Was it Yonda Donda? Donda. 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 Who cares at this point? I wasn't waiting up for Donda because it wasn't Donda, Yonda Honda. We're yeah, never yeah. getting this album. Jane Fonda. It's not happening. <laughs> it wasn't happening. Um but uh yeah, uh, we'll see. I mean he says he's inspired. Something about Mercedes Benz Stadium is inspiring the finish of this album. And we're getting it not this week, but next week. I'll stop right there for now, and then I'll preface next week right now. Uh, I'll, I'll come back next about next week once you guys finish. What do you think about this? Uh, I mean, if anyone was going to do this and it not be a surprise, it's Kanye. Like, if this was another artist, I might be, I might be more surprised. Like, oh, word, like, that's interesting. Um, but not if it's Kanye. Like, yeah, this dude is, he's like one of the more eclectic artists. Like he's, he just talk about a dude that literally just goes to the beat of his own drum. My favorite though, is them using this picture and saying um, like, men really live like this and think it's okay. <laughs> that meme true. like really kills it's me. Cause true. I'm like, yo, he's got everything he needs in he here. Does. A TV, a bed. Uh, someone to hang his clothes, someone to yep. put his shoes. That looks comfortable. I mean, he prison cell, it, but it looks comfortable. It's like a very cozy prison cell. Yeah, yeah, and it's got a, a studio. Like they, even, I, I didn't find a picture, but there's also a studio I saw of what they're finishing the album in. Like this is literally just a laptop, a keyboard, and maybe some speakers. Like it, this is so makeshift that I mean, it, look, you get inspired by. By little half, no, by by not a lot sometimes, and this right here seems to be what's going to inspire Donda to be finished. Go ahead, E. He's like he got a lot to say. <laughs> Nothing, because it's all trash. I, I I don't care for it. I'm not waiting for it. Um, I don't care what his process is. Um, I, if anything, instead of getting the keys to Atlanta, he should have got. He should have got some type of reprimand for creating a super spreader in Atlanta for people to listen to an album that didn't come out. Um, I don't know. Trash bag. Like, I feel like I, I like what we talked about before, which was, you know, is that in in the midst of like you can be a musical genius and all that good stuff, and that's cool. But I like I said, I think the anticipation of you say something's going to drop, it doesn't drop. Um, it 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 kind of devalues the process of like how I feel about the album itself now. You know what I mean? Like it can still be a good body of work, but it's just the weight. Eh, I'm just like, like the buildup. Sometimes the buildup is the buildup is more than than the product sometimes. Um but yeah like the but you hear these stories about how like the creative processes for albums, right? Like him and Jay literally going to Paris and renting like the top, all the penthouses in uh, in the hotel, and just bringing in producers so they can do um, Watch the Throne, right? When you hear about Cole renting out a studio in Atlanta for what was that a, a weekend or a week, and just having a rotation of producers in and out and artists in and out to record this album, I think so, that was a full week. Like- yeah, and, and so like. You never know what like inspires these people, and and, I, and I've heard stories about other people visiting like 
just like the the crappiest of crappy studios just to feel closer like to to feel closer to like the the gutter of the music but you know uh whatever's inspired donda to be released whatever we'll see but also, i mean you all you do hear like about like writers and like other types of artists how they'll like go into seclusion or you know they'll go to like some cabin on the lake or whatever what wherever they need to be to be in that creative space that zone um and Do for kanye <laughs> you know for for kanye he gets this right now out of mercedes-benz stadium in atlanta um, to the answer to your question is uh, do it again. Uh, Jay Z did a show, MCI, back when you know it was MCI. Back when and, it was MCI. Yeah, and uh, I think he went to an after party, and Rare Essence was performing at after party, and they did their overnight scenario, and he was inspired by the overnight scenario hook, and he went to Night Flight, where I've recorded it before, and um, he oh he he was there, he recorded Night Flight too, and he uh, went and did um, do it again. Which is on uh, volume three. So, uh, but also, so now we get Donda next Friday, right? And I'm in the I'm in the gym today, and I get just like another like this is a day of breaking news, right? Between trades, and then I see Nas on his IG talking about run it back. So, uh, King's Disease Two is coming out next Friday, and the Hit Boy put uh, puts out a tweet too talking about run it back. Why not? Why not? And I believe there were there was four of us at the time, but I believe one out of the four of us had put King's Disease as the album of the year last year. And I believe that's the Grammy that it won. Now I'm not gonna call it again this year, but I'm just assuming Nas and Hit Boy have something good going. And I think at midnight next week, I'm listening to Nas first before I listen to Donna, because Donna's not gonna be out at midnight, let's be honest. <laughs> Anybody I mean, it wouldn't be a surprise to me if now Kanye moves the date again. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> what you know, it, it it is what it is. But um, yeah, got to be excited for Nas because the you're right. Um, I don't remember who it was on the squad that had had picked it as album of the year or anything. That's not important. But the um, the the album did did speak for itself. Like it was a, another great project and Nas is one of the, the living goats. So um, how can you not be excited when he has been coming out with bodies of work that are quality? Yeah. You know, there's plenty of guys that have been in the game for a long time that put out stuff now. And it's like, nah, it's, it's not like the old magic, you know, but Nas still has it. And he's, um, you know, all he's ever needed is one mic. Right. I mean, shout out to Chucky Thompson for producing that. I mean, my five, like I, I've, I've pretty much locked in my five. I'm gonna throw Nas in on this fifth, but I'm saying if Donda is actually good, I mean, like I'm, gonna, this is where it's gonna get tough because we still got a few more months left in the year, and we know there's gonna be a Kendrick album at some point. I'm just assuming that's gonna happen. Um, like Nas, but I was, I'm shocked Nas is dropping. So that, that talent created came out of nowhere, and I mean that that's. And this then in the X album thus far been pretty good. And there's some other stuff I've been listening to, but yeah, this is this is good. I'm, I like when there's competition. So I, did you listen to the Vince Staples? Because I feel like me and CB are the only ones that have addressed the Vince Staples. 
project. I haven't like, listened to it yet. I haven't Aww. listened to it yet. I haven't listened to it yet. <laughs> this I, and no, and it's only what? It's like 24 minutes? Does it matter? You haven't Ex- Exactly. You're, you know, haven't I'm, taken... I'm, you haven't I'm, found I'm, 24 minutes? I haven't, I've, I've been stuck on the stuff I just talked about. <laughs> I'm going to get that. Two of those, two two of the things you talked about, you listened to far enough. You don't need to listen to X album no more, right? You definitely have. You've already played out, the, and King's Disease Two isn't out, so you don't. You're not listening to that, right? Yes, you could be still listening to um to Tyler, but again, plenty of time for you to pop in as Vince Staples, though. Like I need you to stop playing. Yeah. I'm It's really it's really disrespectful I'll that you haven't to, listened to it yet. I'm gonna listen to him tomorrow during my workout. I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to that. I mean, that, but, but no. also, but there's other things I've been listening to to get inspired as well. We're talking about that off air. Cause no, the, I get that. You know, because one of us posted a picture in front of a microphone this week, and I was like, oh, oh. Just, Which just, one just, of us was that? Just, just getting warmed up, eh? I mean, we got something to finish but, too. But speaking, speaking of <laughs> speaking of being warmed up, though, I, I, I feel that. Nas going back to back with albums is what's needed based upon I feel like he's a streaky type of he's a streaky type of rapper, right? Certain rappers can go a certain time frame, a gap, and then they bring out something where like it meets the level of age based upon where they're at of you know where they are, right? Nas is that one that I feel like he's gotta be more consistent. If Nas dropped a project every year. Or every other year, I think the consistency in that, as far as like where he's at, but that long time frame, like I think, like he does the features to let you know that he still has it, but then when you realize like he takes too long then to bring out the the, the substance of like what's like after he dropped the the DJ Khaled one, um off of uh, the keys was it uh, uh what was that one um. I can't remember the name of it, but that was like his first one that he had dropped in a while. Like that whole verse made you feel like hit him with the album mode right now. Cause that's what that verse was. That whole entire song, Nas was in album mode. And then we didn't get nothing for like two years. And then he came out with King's Disease, which again, still to this day was like that. But if he can keep that momentum off of that, I just don't want it to be like another two years because then I feel like we, 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 we miss out on that that rhythm that they got going on because if they can't keep the level of where of what the the music is at at that time, like you said, we we talked about the Busta Rhymes one, right? Like it was cool, but you can tell that he tried to mix a newer age sound with the old school type of his flow. Then he tried to switch it up and try to give you something new, but still wanted that old flavor. But he had been gone too long, and it was like you couldn't find that you know that that rhythm where you can be like all right it was a well put together album you know what i mean i think with nas too is before king's disease he did the he was part of the the wyoming project with yay yep and got pigeonheld to seven tracks per, that that were edited by yay kind of like the tiana taylor thing like there were you can honestly tell there was more left off the table than what you know, Ye had this concept of five albums, seven tracks a piece, if that. You know, this is all I got, and then I'm gonna chop it down. Like this, this was Ye's thing. Like so, you didn't get a true Nas album. You did get the the pairing of Kanye doing an entire Nas album, quote unquote. Um, 
but I think that there was so much more left. And Push even said it like when uh, Daytona dropped, there was so much left Push had that that got taken off the album that you know it was nothing Push could do though because it wasn't his you know wasn't his concept. He just whatever. But so I think that's why we got King's Disease, and I think that that definitely sparked. Okay, you know what? And then the 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 chemistry between Nas and Hit Boy was just. I mean, track after track after track, and then to the point where he's releasing he's releasing Lucy's in between. <laughs> so, like, there's there's something there. We'll see. Um, where are we at? CB, how about that that uh that recording session you've been talking about? Uh, it was good. It was the first recording session since COVID. So, nice, nice. like, it, with uh, with Sick and Buster, that is. So nice, nice. All right, let's do this one right here, fellas. So, Team USA, this this current uh, adaptation of what we have, Team USA, they didn't look good in prelims, and then they took a a bad L um, against France, I believe. First game that USA has lost in like twenty five games. Now, I didn't have. Much hopes, but I, you know, I'm not going to root against USA winning the gold. But after seeing the first game, and they they did what they were supposed to do against the second game, like this team has no identity. Kevin Durant is the man. He is he's the leader of this team. It's his team. But none of the, like who's I can't really remember who said it best. One of the guys from the the France team says they're all great players individually, but together they're beatable. Are we really surprised that they lost to France, though? Like, France, literally, starting five are starters in the NBA. So, are, yeah. are, but that's one, like, are, why are we surprised that that happened, though? I think I'm surprised because they, it was a game that they should have won. No, that game was supposed to be competitive. If you look at the lineup, they weren't, they were not about to sweep that team. They were not about to kill that team. Just like when they play against Luca, they're not going to sweep the team. Like that they, they these are more competitive games because you have so so look at what they said before, right? I think Patrick Ewan said it. Like when the dream team happened, you just had the start of the babies that were coming out of that era of them watching them. You then get the era of I think what was it when when Iverson and Melo were were part of the the, uh, the Olympics, right? Then you get the Kobe's, the LeBron's, and the D-Ways, where now you're starting to get the younger version of what was watching the Dream Team. And they're getting better every year. And if you look at it, they're drafting more foreign players than they do anything else now, right? So now you got the the now the change has happened. And you're talking about spot checking that we're gonna throw our best players who don't play together, because again, other than if you're a, a, a big three, that then you're coming into this situation where you're only literally having a couple of weeks to play together and it's strictly off of one-on-one talent and not necessarily uh, uh, like if the USA just said, this is our game plan every year we go to the Olympics, like regardless, this is what we're going to run because they can't, they can't stop it. Right. Regardless of who we put there, but France uh, help uh, Spain. Spain still, yeah. you got uh, where, where's Luca from, you know what I'm saying? Like, these these have bona fide players that Absolutely. are starters, but but it's not just is what I'm saying is the difference was back then it was like one, 
maybe two. Now you got a starting five and still somebody on the bench that could be starting for an NBA mm-hmm. team. There's no way that they should be blowing teams out. I right. and well, clearly we said what they who they just played the other night. Like clearly that was only reason why I say they should have won that game is because France went on the streak of missing shots. They didn't score for a while. And then that was a, that was an opportunity to at least jump ahead. They got up by eight. But go ahead, TV. So I a thousand percent agree that the game in general now is just exponentially better than it was on a worldwide scale, right? Then when the dream team was, was playing, you know, at that point, other countries were just excited to be on the court with those guys. You know what I mean? And to E's point, you know, now you do have a lot more full squads of guys that have, of, of countries that have guys in the NBA. The thing for me, and I would not have expected them to blow them out by any means, but I always expect a victory when I look at, because what do we do? We look at the individual players and we go, those five guys are better than those five guys. And Damian Lillard, after the game, had the funniest quote I've ever heard when he was like, and I'm paraphrasing, but he goes, these guys play a lot different than they do in the league. It was basically like, (laughs) these guys are unleashed out here internationally. Like it's, you think about how um, France runs their offense. You think about um, how Spain runs their offense and the way that they get certain dudes involved that don't get involved like that in the league. And it, it just kind of puts, puts it in perspective. So um, also I feel like, the expectations for the United States need to be tempered a little bit because they've got JaVale McGee on the squad. (laughs) You know, they've got Jeremy Grant filling in on the squad. Like it's not that these are, you know, bad NBA players or, or that these are bad basketball players, but these are dudes that when LeBron D Wade, Kobe, when those guys were filling out the squad, when it was literally the elite guys, you know, you, you didn't have – those guys wouldn't have been touching a squad like that. Right. And then also, these guys play together every year. Like, you know, you, you won't get Luca going. Like, the, the big – like, Luca probably doesn't go home and play every year. But to Kotapo's point, like, Yao Ming, his country kind of pressured him into going home every year to play country – play basketball for China, which will, which pretty much put him out the league early because it – it was that wear and tear on his body and his, he couldn't keep his, his back and his knees together. Um, but yeah, these guys play together all the time, even outside the stars. Like you, to your point, E, they've got guys on these teams that you've never even heard of. They don't, they haven't made the NBA, but they, they, they ball. And they're, they're just plugging in like a Rudy Gobert. Then they're playing, you know, plugging in like a, a Patty Mills or a Luca and they're just balling. So, like I said, I'm not if there was a game that they they blew USA, it was this was the very first one, just because they went France went on a streak where they missed a bunch of shots, and then USA matched them by missing a bunch of shots. KD was in foul trouble. So there's some of your scoring right there. But you know, they bounced back and beat a team that they were supposed to beat. 
And these games are so far spread out. Like they, I don't know. Is, I'm assuming they got a, another game tomorrow, right? Like I can't find a schedule. Yeah, it's but really this. It's really tough to actually nail down when events are supposed to be. Right. And this is it's pretty bad as far as like. I mean, you had an extra year to get all this right. That's now, what I'm saying, yo. <laughs> you literally had an extra year to right. prep. Like, come on. Right. And from what I, one of our main my main questions was, so how do you do that? You know, now because of the extra year, are we off a year now on Olympics? But no, Olympics will be back in three years. So we, you're not going to get another four. So we've gone from the longest wait to now the shortest wait. And which means a lot of these athletes who probably would have phased out or aged out within four years get to come back within that three-year term and probably get another shot at some type of, of medal. Right. Um, what's that one? Uh, and so speaking of Olympics, and again, this has been one for the for the books, right? And what we've heard the whole time, like, you know, there's certain athletes that stand out. This is going to be their show. These are the representatives of the United States of America. And blasted on every poster board. And we saw it coming, even from the last Olympics. And just throughout the wait, we knew this was Simone Biles' Olympics. Everyone was going to, not just gymnastics team, Olympics. We knew this was going to be her her prime. This is her her breaking out her moment because she's done some incredible things within the last past four years, moves that have gotten banned in competition because other people simply can't do it. And just you're talking about more accomplishments and awards and accolades that she's racked up to make her the best gymnast of all time or and perhaps winner, right? Depending on competition level, right? So this was this was her moment. And what we saw early was her struggle in practice to land um, and in, to the point where in competition, you know, easy stuff to her that comes second nature, she struggled. She it, it looked like it was she couldn't do it, like she's not mentally or physically there. And so she dropped out of the team competition. Uh, originally they stated it was medical condition, but then there was transparency and they were honest. She's not, it was a mental thing. She's not mentally there. So I come off that. We'll come here. First of all, I want to say, look, it takes a lot of, a lot of guts to listen to your inner self on that kind of stage, knowing the pressure and what people are invested into you to say no. I don't have it. I know, you know, everyone's here to see. This is the star. One of the stars everybody's here to see. I just don't have it. And she's not, she didn't compete. So, it takes guts. She did it. So, uh, how do you guys feel about that? Good for her. You know what I mean? I think, ultimately, what you have to look at is, you know, um, the fact of the matter is that like, you talk about four years, right? The amount of time that from the last time that it happened, that this has been the talk for her all the way up until, which should have been last year, but 
which is this year, right? And you think about it, and it's just like if she the fact of the matter, like my biggest thing for her is when she said she wasn't having fun no more. And anybody who's played a sport knows that when it gets to that level, that you are more into your head than anything else. You're not even you're you're probably worried about techniques that you've been doing for eons that should just be normal. Uh, you're thinking about stuff and you're like, God, God, like, why? Like, really? Like, you know, you're, you're making simple mistakes that then create bigger mistakes. Right. And it's because you're not having fun. When you're having fun, you're going out there, you're trying, you're doing whatever. And you're not even in the moment of what's happening because you're just having fun doing what you're supposed to be doing. Right. Um, for me, that was it. Once she said I wasn't having fun. I feel like you have to know that that's when you got to check out because that's, you know, the the age old. You know, if your mind is not in this, you're going to get hurt. You're going to do all these things that are going to happen because if you're not where you're supposed to be at this moment, all these other things can happen. And I feel like she was good to do it. And I even applaud her teammates for keeping her in that good mindset of even after the fact of this is way more bigger than her, that it's about us and everybody else that has this moment. And just to be honest, like, bro, she's young enough to, like, make that decision. She can be like, I ain't got to do this no more. Look what I've already accomplished. I don't owe you guys anything. Right. 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 And she says she, in one of her moves, she went up in the air and blacked out, didn't know where she was. It's, it's, it's time. I mean, she did the right thing. Go ahead, CB. So, um, my, the oldest of my two younger sisters uh, was, um, a gymnast. She competed, um, all the way up through college. She, she went to William and Mary, you know, had a scholarship to compete. So, um, trained in a gym that has produced multiple Olympians, um, and those kinds of things. And so for that sport, and we think about like we always joke about athletes being in their like younger 30s and they're ancient in in the league and everything like that in gymnastics it is not common to have girls in their mid 20s competing in the olympics and stuff like that at that point most girls are retired they're coaching they're doing something else they're not they're not competing in these you know the world championships and and the olympics and stuff like that for the most part because the amount of stress that goes on these girls' bodies and that has been going on these girls' bodies for their entire life, basically, because they start, you know, when they're like three, four years old, you know, to get to this level. And we think about um, athletes like like Tiger, who his swing was so violent, like it actually ended up breaking his body down on him. Um, Simone Biles has done and accomplished moves, like we we're saying, that literally no one else can do. She has a move named after her because mm-hmm. she's the only one. She's the first one who's ever done it. Like she, she, when, this, I don't remember how many shows ago it was, but we were taught, we had a goat conversation and we could not leave out talking about her and Serena from the ladies' side. Like you can't have a goat conversation without these two being involved when you look at what they've accomplished and whether Simone Biles even competed in these Olympics she goes down as the goat. She's the most accomplished. She's the greatest of all time. Like, and so I applaud her for 
prioritizing her mental health and that aspect of it over, you know, trying to gut it out or whatever, because a lot of the, a lot of the chatter that you see on all the socials, you know, dudes that, you know, probably got cut from their high school teams, you know, trying to tell one of the greatest athletes right. in, in the world what to do or how to act like, get out of here, bro. Um, you know, I, I support her decision 100% and shout out to the, the rest of the ladies, um, Sonny Lee going out there. Like you got, got the the girls holding it down so absolutely um they finished second in team which was amazing um you know people need to know that china is for real when it comes to gymnastics uh like they're always competing at the top so yeah. for a lot of people that aren't tuned into the sport because you know th this is one of the sports that they only pay attention to every four years it's a little bit different in my household because i grew up with a gymnast so um it's just a little, the, the very little insight that I have. And, you know, I applaud Simone. She's, she's, you know, she's the greatest. And like, to your point, yeah. Like gym gymnastics really on a national spotlight, you know, to break down your NBCs or your Foxes and all that is every four years. Right. But I think, you know, it, there's always excitement leading up to the Olympics. Cause you, you have to find out who the, you know, who these girls are. Um, but I, like I've been, and with social media it makes it a lot easier to figure out, you know, to see what's happening. So I've, I've definitely taken a look at it within the last past couple of years just to see, you know, it, it's an interesting thing because you see these athletes do things that you know, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Like you don't know how that, that happens. Um, and I, and I read an interesting article. Another thing about Simone is that, you know, being back at the Olympics and, you know that that creep, the guy uh, I can't think of his name. That Larry Nasser. Like, yeah, Larry Nasser. This guy like 40, 50 life sentences. And then um, I think he offed himself. Did he? Uh, did he? But that one of these guys did. But you know, if he, yeah. if, he if he hasn't yet. Right. Right. But, right. You know that that can play in on your mental too. Like you're you're back here in like the kind of the element where you spent most of your time at with this guy, like he prepped you for these things. Like, so that, that could be playing in her mental too, but who knows? I mean, at the end of the day, she did the right thing. We're not talking about her, you know, still deciding to do it and making a horrible mistake in, in like not putting her mental health first. No. And the thing is, there's still uh, individual uh, competitions within the Olympics. She's still qualified for if she wants to compete and maybe she will, maybe she won't, but if not, you know, you know, I think there was a great opportunity. I mean, they had already spot started spotlighting uh, SUNY, and she went out and killed it. So, like, you know, these other girls are there, too. And it's a good opportunity to kind of come out of the shadow and, and do your thing, you know. Um, my next question was, you know, will this affect her, her legacy at all? Nope. It shouldn't. And... I think it's more of a backing of people understanding that. Cause again, like I said, the, the, the rave of, of, of professional athletes taking their own situation into their hands more than just because the owner said so, or the coach said so like they're not about killing themselves just for the sport, knowing that it's somebody that's going to come behind them and do the same thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, they're preserving themselves for, for the long run. And, you know, I like the fact that, whether it was Michael Phelps making comments about it, you know, and all that he dealt with, you know what I mean? And you like right. you said, you talk about 
the notion of just like somebody who's like they everybody's saying like we're watching you to do this for an entire country. One person. Right. You're um, wearing the red, uh, white, and the blue. Yeah, somebody who's like four eleven, and let's not get into the more deeper side of the house of oh, the fact. Uh, let's not get into the deeper side of the house that you're a four eleven, probably four foot eight black girl who definitely can be caught up in when you get back home a situation that doesn't care that you went and competed for their country for all the all the right reasons. You know what I'm saying? So, it, you know, I don't think so. I think this is that wave of the players saying, "Look, man, you you're not going to control our destiny no more." And and just like Aaron Rodgers, like, bro, like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going past this because I know you're not trying to you, – your path and my path aren't the same. So let's just be honest and say this, my, this is the last year. I'm going to hold all of the cards because this is how my – this is how I want it to happen. And it's like why are these people now confused that players are being able to say this is how I want it to happen when right. it's, it's the players. Right. Agreed. Always pro player over the team. Because the logos, what is that going to do for me? Like the logo doesn't back me up. You know what I'm. You know what I mean. People back you up, and the players are actual people. Um, you know, so I'm I'm always pro player over the team because you know it, it is a business, and they try to sell sports as if it's not. You know, because when we grew up playing it, it wasn't. But at this level, at the top, top level, whether we're talking about, you know, professional athletes or Olympic athletes, it's a different ball game. And the sport culture is has changed. Like we're in a, a, a place now where players have a say, like, you know, and in my opinion, it's for the better because, like I said, fuck these team owners or whatever. Like, absolutely. you know, Dan Snyder doesn't need any of my money, bro. He's good. Like, <laughs> so it's one of those things where there, there's a lot of old timey, you know, what are, what are we calling the male, the male versions of Karen's, you know what I mean? That are just Karen, like, ah, <laughs> I liked it. The, the old days when the guys just shut up and dribbled and it's like, bro, why don't you just shut up and go back to doing whatever your job is? Like, just what pay me. Me. Just yeah, like, like, come on dog. Like, get out of here. These are people too. Um, and I'm all for the players, you know, being in positions of power because let's be honest i don't go to the game to see daniel snyder i go to the game to see terry mclaurin and antonio gibson and chase young like that's why i'm going to the game not for not for the you know tiny man that's sitting in the owner's box get out of here <laughs> exactly All right. It's that time of the show everybody loves. Alrighty. Uh shout out to John who I'm waiting for the, the comment to come up. 
uh, it'll be there shortly, I'm sure. Um, but this is so. This one is I have to give a shout out to uh, I believe it was Styles P. Styles P put it on IG last. I think it was last week or week before last. And uh, oh no, Big Boy. I think it was Big Boy. My bad. It was Big Boy. Sorry about that. And it resonated with me because uh, for the uh, the career that I have decided to take or that has chosen me in security, um, I do a lot of traveling. I do a lot of traveling, which consists of, you know, everybody has to have their travel routine, things of that nature. He made a comment, though, that I felt was something that needed to be addressed. And the comment was that if you unpack your luggage when you first get back from your trip, that you're a serial killer. So here I am saying that I'm a serial killer. Why? Because I definitely unpack my shit as soon as I get home. Why? Because you got to throw the dirty shit in the dirty clothes, the shit that you didn't have. That's still got to go in the dirty clothes because the dirty clothes touch that. You know what I'm saying? You got to put your toiletry bag up the whole nine. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> uh, man. But yeah, I, I, I thought about that and I was like, nah, like, I don't care what time of night it is, what time you fly in. Like, I'm literally like putting that stuff away so that I can get that suitcase or that luggage piece out the room back in the closet or wherever it's supposed to be. But yeah, consider me a serial killer. Cause I am definitely unpacking my shit as soon as I get home. Whew. Go ahead, see uh, Well, um, yeah, I normally, I'm, I will take out the shoes because you know <laughs> that I'm packing multiple pairs, but the laundry probably taking at least a day. Like I, like I've all, I've seen all that stuff. Yes. It's all going to get washed, but I don't need to see, I, I don't need to be reminded of the, tr- of like, you know, the fact that I was just on this great trip or whatever. And now I'm back. Like, you know, I'll, I, I gotta take at least a day and. Uh Oh, we lost his audio. Uh Oh, why why are you doing that? Uh, yeah, I'm a Mr. Unpack as soon as I get back kind of thing. Um, at least 90% of it, right? And I, I think that's that that's part of what makes you even more of a psychopath or serial killer, whatever his, his terminology is, is if you start unpacking it and you get like 90% of your stuff unpacked, but leave like 10% of it left in the in the suitcase right. that's that's pretty off. But yeah, no, I like to when I come back. Just try to get it out the way as soon as possible. Put the dirty clothes away. Definitely put your, put put the shoes out because you don't want the shoes to wrinkle in the suitcase. Um, so yeah, yeah, no, I, I, the sooner the better. Because if not, it's just it's one of those things that's going to just linger and linger and just just carry on. You back, CB? I don't know. Am I back? Yeah. There yep. You go. yep. 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 I'm telling you, I didn't do anything. <laughs> just technology. Ah, uh, sometimes with us, sometimes. John, if you can see how this is going, I'm building up a whole lot of merch with all these different ones. We got Oreos, lemon pepper suitcases. Like this is this is nonstop. Like the catalog is gonna be crazy. Yeah. Speaking of merch. What's up? 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 What's up?
right, all right. Uh, CB. We'll be there was up. another trade for um, the Wizards. They just traded uh, their 22nd pick to Indiana for Aaron Holiday. That's according to Sham. So, breaking news. That was, um, the, that was the Laker pick that they just got. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Um, so, for Soul Swap, um, as the fam knows, this is our uh, weekly time where we get to talk about news in the shoe industry, um, uh, our, our sneakers. Uh, so um, one of the big items, this was yesterday, right? Um, Kyrie <laughs> tweeted out his disdain for the new model of his shoe basically blasting Nike, saying that he has nothing to do with it. He has not been involved. He thinks that they're trash. About to say, he used the word trash. Trash, with an exclamation point after it. And um, I think all three of us agreed that it's true. Like, these these don't look great. Um, and in my opinion, you know, Nike has not had great publicity you know, over the last year, there's been plenty of stuff that's happened. Um, you know, the sneaker reselling and the bots and all that kind of stuff. Plenty of things going on. This is just another stain because the Kyrie shoe is a big seller for Nike. It might not be like a hype beast shoe or anything like that that we're talking about, but from a number of units that get pushed. This is a team shoe. So a lot of the Nike teams that are sponsored by the swoosh wear Kyrie's like that's how the sales numbers for the shoe are so high. So from Nike's point of view, they're like, we don't care. We can just, uh, you know, slap Kyrie's name and logo on there and we're still going to move these units and Kyrie. You know that he next time he's in those Nike headquarters, he's going to have the sage out. You know he's going to be doing all that. <laughs> like the, this isn't a good look, um, and it's you know, Kyrie would would he's not the dude that's going to be quiet about it either. So I, I commend him for bringing it up um, because it's you know it's a punk move by by the brand in my opinion. And to your to your point, I think just separately, this goes to prove maybe to some of my point that I thought about before is that it seems like Nike has lost or a designer. Somebody, something is missing within Nike because the signature shoe lines are absolute trash these days. But up. They are horrible and they all look alike. Like Giannis, Katie, and the Kyrie with the, the Velcro strap with some type of wing on it. They all look the same. The, the the mid-tier to low tier is probably what's separating but the color I mean yes I love I love colorways colorways are good but the design of these shoes stink like LeBron is the only one getting either say so in his shoe or he has the right designer in his shoe because whoever's doing the PG the Paul George's horrible like last year was probably one of the better designs of Paul because he had the zipper we know KD hasn't had a decent shoe since God knows when. Maybe when he did the low tops. Kyrie's one and twos were, were good, but like these things, and Giannis hasn't had a good shoe to start out with. I mean, these things are horrible. 
and they all look the same. And I don't know. Is it just me about those, or is there no, no. kind of agreement? No, you definitely definitely with you. Yeah, we definitely with you. I I think they're also playing like like CB said. I think they're playing to the masses of more of a team ball and not necessarily the individuals that are like picking up these because again, you have your your LeBron, you know, that signature shoe that is always going to sell, you know, the way it is. Um, and let's just be honest. I think they also know that they 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 bumped their heads not not signing that deal with Vanessa to keep the 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 Kobe signature line going. So it's like what are you really doing if you're you're allowing too much to kind of slip through the through the cracks? And if you're not now focused on bringing Kobe's back out, then you definitely should be focused on who you have on the roster. Because again, and I know this is gonna sound funny, but Jordan's definitely doing the bird man. Like, hmm. Yeah. Don't don't think that that would be a good merge with to have Kyrie on the Jordan brand. Because of how outspoken, but his game, Jordan definitely re- like he respects that type of game that that type of dude puts up on a regular basis. Like that's what it's about, right? If you go back to the old school brand Jordans, all them all them dudes on there was like straight hoopers, right? From your, um, you know, everybody who was on there. So it's like you get that kind of mentality that yeah, they really don't give a damn, and it's bad for the brand. I think they definitely have a say so over what product come I mean hell you just see Kyrie speak speak out about um the the product is trash. I, I think they do. Yeah. Um definitely LeBron. Um maybe not so much on Jumpman because the premier athlete is MJ. Mm-hmm. But yeah to some degree I mean even if it comes down to comfortability of air cushioning, these, these athletes are at least testing them and telling them what to change. And B yeah, put, that, brings up go. a great point. That that right there is very key because where are these guys at now? Right. They're, they're all at three stripes. Um, exactly. But, you know, Nike doesn't care because they, they still got Travis Scott. So, you know. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> There you go. So I don't know. We're hitting you. We're hitting you with a two pack this week. Normally we have one story, um, but this was big enough that I was like, "Yo, we got to do this one too." Uh, so for all the sneakerheads, the high for the fragment Travis Scott uh, one uh, one trash, good. which is going for over two grand on StockX now. Uh, those dropped yesterday via online raffle, and it was big news that two very well-known botters, because there's a community for it, and these guys are literally tweeting out like screenshots of their um, you know setup or whatever to show that they have like 35,000 entries, 25,000 entries, and collectively they they literally won like they and I, I say won. Um, you know, they secured like 200 pairs from, and that that's specifically from the Travis raffle. There were other shops that were doing raffles too. So mm-hmm. I don't know about those, but the story that, you know, came across the newswire this morning was at least 200 pairs were botted and it's like official because the dudes posted all the receipts. So it's like, there's no recourse or repercussions for this shit. And this is all... This is like, you know, 
like public enemy number one for us when we're talking about right. like, yo, <laughs> we can't we can't even get a sniff. Um, because you know, if we entered in with like two email addresses, we'd totally get caught, you know. Right. Right. Like, what was y'all's initial reaction when when we got this news this morning? So, first of all, you we've all had a conversation about how much how trash these shoes are. Like, out of the two, the highs and the lows, because we even copped to drop these last week. These yep. are not the 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 most appealing, sexiest shoe in the world. It's the lows for sure. What shows you is that if you didn't, if if this happened for this shoe, Crazy. imagine what's gonna fucking happen for the low. That most uh, that has the the more I appeal, right? Like at this point, like you know, I'm prepared, I'm already taken there. I know we know what awaits. I mean, and, and it's kind of pissing me off because of these. Like, no chance in hell, right? That's Vince McMahon's thing. No chance in fucking hell. But you know, you never know. That you know, there could be a unicorn somewhere in there. Go ahead. E. What else is there to say? Like, yo, fuck the bots and everybody who, you know, who has one. Because at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? I get your resale, uh, your your money scheme. But in the true essence of this game, like, it really just, it's it's one of those, like, you definitely getting jumped if somebody finds out who you are. Right. Like, we don't care it's a fair fight. Like, we're not squaring up with you, like. No, it's not even that, but it's just a simple fact of the matter of, man, like you talking about watering down the game. Like, you know, we've had conversations about this recently, and it's just, it almost gets to the point where fans are just like, what's what's the point? Like, can you imagine if they was like, damn, like nobody really even put up numbers on this because they realized bots were going to win anyway. Right. Or make more product. Like, they don't even, they, they want to, have this mass, this this chaos out here, because this this could eat, but it, it builds more hype around a shoe, right? And so this this makes me think along the way. You can't tell me that um, Nike doesn't have anything to do with StockX, or like these companies aren't paired together because of the resale of these shoes. Like, yeah, because if that's the case, not, why doesn't Nike uh, have the retail price for these shoes is fifteen hundred dollars? If they know people are gonna go crazy and buy them originally for you know, resell for 15, I'm just going to have them retail for 15. Isn't that better for Nike? You know, if they're bringing in 15 for it rather than the 200, like. Yeah. So somewhere along the way, these people are in bed together and there's a profit, you know, for StockX to sell Nike products or Adidas products. I mean, because StockX, you, we know. Because of we all we see the price that we're like, oh, this is the price that I'm going to pay for these shoes. And then it, you get the fees tacked on because StockX as a service is getting a and that's the thing. It's a flat percentage. So the more expensive the shoe, the yep. more money they make. So it's like it's not I love to make fun of conspiracy theorists, but it's also fun sometimes to want to be in the conspiracy. And exactly. that's, you know, <laughs> exactly. Let me tell you, I told you about my Grubhub order this week that I did not, or I did not press send. Actually, DoorDash, I didn't press send for that shit because, again, the markups and the fees for that shit is ridiculous. I wanted a grilled chicken club from Chick fil A. That's what I wanted. It's the grilled sandwich, maybe a fry, and, and a sweet tea for sure. I put that in the cart. It's already marked up as like, 
$15, maybe, you know, 12 to $15. After processing and tax and then possible tip, shit was $27.50. For a gr- I quickly hit empty card on that shit. Yep. You all, and you and you went on gonna get but one sauce to work with those dry ass fries. By the way, it didn't even matter. <laughs> I wanted the sandwich. It was more about the sandwich than anything else. CB, what we got for copper drop? All right, so uh, Pharrell teased these, and uh, you know the podcast is our fans of Pharrell. These are the new NMD S ones. Uh, there is actually no release date yet. There is actually no price yet, but. Adidas just sent out friends and family pairs. They did a hundred pairs of the friends and family, which is more of like, um, it's a, it's a different color than the white. It's like a, a more unique, uh, yeah. color, but the shoe is completely different from the NMDR ones. Um, the XR ones, any of the previous NMD models, these look completely different and we can go back and check the tape. I said in a previous episode that one of the things Adidas should look into doing more regularly because they already do it with the Yeezys is close the boost in. Just, you know, put it instead of having it exposed like you do, put it in a cage or a case or something. And that is actually what they're doing with this. Uh, you got a prime knit upper uh, like most of the other, you know, top end Adidas models and things like that. And um, Seth Fowler on his YouTube channel, he did a review of one of because he got sent one of the friends and family pairs. And on the side, similar to the three, the Yeezy 350s, there's kind of like a transparent strip or something like that, which, you know, if you like to play the funky sock game, then you know, that's something that kind of plays on, plays on into that. So, um, I know when I very, when I saw these for the very first time, I was like, yeah, I'm back on the NMDs. Like when these drop, um, and like I said, there's no specific, there's no price yet, but I've seen speculation of, uh, like 180 to 200, uh, cause 180, I want to say is what the original NMDR ones were going for. And 200 is in the range of what the, like 180 is also, I want to say what the, um, ultra boosts are going for. And these have a very similar kind of a uh, side profile to the, mm-hmm. the newest ultra boosts with that have like a, a crazy amount of boost in there. So, um, but for me, these are definitely a cop. I'm excited for them. Actually. Um, there hasn't been a base adidas model in a while that i've been pretty pumped about and this is one of them for sure uh what do you guys think copper drop Ready. oh this is most definitely a cop like this is this is like we're calling out everybody all hands on deck if they're not trying to get it i'm gonna need that extra you know that extra person to be trying to get these like for show because yeah i i mean this is off of what we just talked about that breath of fresh air of hopefully this is like that this is what what keeps us in the game of the shoes, right? Which is having something like this. That Travis Scott shit is just garbage. And then you get this, and you're then it's like they keep willing me back in, right? Just when I thought I was gonna <laughs> chill out, I keep they keep calling me. You know what I mean? Like this is definitely a cop. I, they can have a price point of probably one ninety two hundred, and I still wouldn't blink at it. Yeah, they're yep. probably gonna have a, a price of two two fifty. You more. think two fifty? Well, depends. So, uh, do we know how much boost they put in there? Is this supposed to have a lot of? 
I, I mean, I think it is, but even the Ultra Boosts, which have the most boost of any shoe on the market, are still like 180. And okay. some some of the collabs that they do that they release are like 200 or whatever. Okay. So um, the question is, okay, is this a mass-produced shoe? Or are these going to be one of those one-offs that we've seen those high prices? Of? You know, there'd be limited quantity. I mean, this is a cop for sure. Uh, I, not this colorway. Because I would it definitely would like to wear it a lot, and white just gonna get. But if it's the colorway, any other colorway white for sure. But that Pharrell black colorway with the he had like different colors mixed in there with the black, ridiculous. But Adidas is definitely like winning for sure. We've got the designers, they've got the right personnel, like marketing issues, and we've even talked about. I mean, you see, we talked about, you know, that that cont- uh, bringing that up as far as, you know, the, the people representing the shoe kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, Adidas is winning, um, and I think that's another reason why, like you said, Nike's going for that team kind of ball thing, like that. Like they're they're not really lifestyle shoes. Nike can't can't compete really, you know. So they're going for performance. It looks like. So. Look at all of Nike's big, like, popular models now. These were popular 10 years ago, and they were popular 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they're selling a lot of Air Max. And honestly, you know, it's it's Dunks again. And, you know, Jordan Jordans, it's still all the same Jordans that move, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, what is the last really new nike product that's stuck like the react cushioning is very good but there isn't one specific react shoe like you no, know I agree. I agree flagship shoe that people's like oh yeah i got those new reacts like i agree, I agree. Totally no. agree. the last one the last one was kobe's uh high tops that was it that's literally cool. kobe's high tops fly net high tops that was it after that nope i'm gonna look into it yeah that that, that could be true all right, let's get into shoe and tell. Uh, I'll go first. I'm already ready. Right uh, so, ooh we uh, Nike box. What's inside the box? The, the box is plain. Those those look like some Lebanons. Lebanon James. So what's in the box? <laughs> is that a Sylvester Tweety pack? Nice. Yo, the detail on the tongue on the inside? Yeah, let me, let me check right. that out. Shit, there we go. There it is. Yeah, Yo, that's sick. And that's that one. Sylvester's paw on the side. Suffering Succotash. <laughs> I thought uh, I thought put his head. The details um, are great. Details yeah. are great. Um, I mean... The bagging, but uh, all around like dope, dope, dope shoe. Um, comfortable. Oh, let me show the Tune Squad. Oh, nice. There we go. Did it? Did it have any other laces? Uh, no. Um, do they have mismatched laces, anyways? No, nah, they're they're both white. Both white. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean. Would have been dope for Mitch Max, but you know the white the white works. Um, I'm 
I'm happy with those. I, I'd rather have gotten the the Woodstock. Um, what's that? The Wiley Coyote and the, mm-hmm. and the Roadrunner. But you know, but that sealing that right there sealed my fate for the the South Beaches. Right the there. South Beaches. <laughs> uh, you up there? You go. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna go here. <sighs> of course, you know what that box is. Just something. Phone positive lovers. <laughs> This is just for the, again, just to satisfy the, uh, <laughs> you're, you're not satisfy, satisfy, satisfy my not, not Travis Scott ever probably one. So <laughs> this, this is like, this is like, no, you'll get these, but then don't worry about nothing else. And we'll yeah. need a double nose. Yeah. And of course they did do the, the two. Two colors. Um, definitely gonna throw the orange in there. And uh, didn't yeah, they man. call those uh, the shatter backboard alternates or something? Something like that. Yeah. 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 I mean, they definitely not, got the shatter backboard vibes. Yeah, they're not. They're not a bad. They're not no. Bad as that those sevens, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody looking um, for some Flint sevens? Holla at Cleo. <laughs> right. All right. So I'm a man of the people. I had yeah. everyone like vote. You can't even see that. Um, I had everyone vote on my story for uh, am I going to do a Nike or Adidas shoe on here or am I going to do another brand? And Nike or Adidas edged it out 53% to 47% for another brand. So this is, I guess, a perfect shoe to end the month on. But this is another box. We've seen this box. We've seen this box. But I secured the full pack. There it is. Oh, come on. Yeah. There it is. There it is. Solar, the Solar Red, Clot, yeah. Air Max 1s. Sheesh. Just Look clot at that. on there. Look at that. Oh, that, joke. That red on there is like one of the time. It's crazy. Um, Laces. Do they have that yellow? That Oh, even better. So they got that. Mm-hmm, Clot mm-hmm. on the inside. Um, this just the the quality on here is is dope. Um, did I feel like there is another set of laces? It's like these. Uh, it's the gray. The gray. Yeah, yeah. Um, dope. I mean, I have I I kept the red. I I put because the red laces on the other pairs are the alternates, and I put them on those because. Yeah, I got the full pack. Like it was one of those things where um, we talk about, yeah, brands should just make more of the product. And this is a case of that where uh, Edison Chen, uh, who is one of the main guys uh, behind Clot, he was on um, a full size run. The, the complex yep. uh, yep. show. And he was uh, talking to them about, you know, people were clamoring like, oh, we want you to bring them back. We want you to bring them back. He's like, yo, so we brought them back. And then people were complaining, we brought too many back. And it's just like, <laughs> nah, man, I'm glad I was able to get pairs of all this stuff because um, I wanted them and I got them. So um, I'm, I'm pumped. I got, I was able to secure all three. Um, and yeah, like this is a. I felt like this was a good way to end the month. 
Uh, yeah. Um, so real quick before we get out of here, um, we we shot Soul Tales. So Soul Tales is something that we did beginning of the pandemic about a year or some change ago, and it's a it was a really dope episode. But when we were on Zoom, too bad they recorded the episode double time, so it doesn't it didn't it didn't film right. But we brought it back. And we recorded it uh, over the weekend. Very excited about that. And so we don't, we don't have a premiere date yet, but we're going to do something real fancy. Uh, we'll premiere it on the off night. We won't premiere it on a Thursday night. Maybe we'll, you know, we'll set a premiere and just try to push everybody to watch it when, it, uh, when we decide to put it out. But a couple weeks at least. But, you know, we did a dope episode. Um, shout out to Be Easy if you're still here. Thank you for joining us. Um, E from the OT show and the fellas right here. We, we put it together. We did pretty well, and uh, I'm interested to see what you guys think about it. It's nothing but sneakers, but it's not just sneakers. I mean, there's conversations around just being a sneakerhead and all this. It was a good introductory show for something that we think we can that can take off separate from we are something else. So there he is, right there. Um, so it may be one of those things. Once a month, once every other month, um, we put it together. But uh, it's like a sneaker panel. It's a good show. I mean, we, we try to. We wanted it to be the more the merrier, so we can get the feel like a sneakerhead community vibe going. But uh, let us know in a couple weeks. You know, when it's out, maybe I'll do a trailer since I got time. We can kind of preview some stuff. But uh, get everybody interested. But that's it. I mean, so appreciate everybody for watching. Like, subscribe. All that good stuff. Um, listen to All on the Way to Aspen. If you haven't listened to it yet, it's a really dope track by me and CB. Really dope concept track. Um, and as this week, as I was driving around, picking up Milani here and there, going to the gym, uh, I have played the rest of the album out. I mean, I'm, I'm rapping, so it, the lyrics aren't rec- or aren't in wax shit. But I, yeah. I'm like, the more and more uh, I rap it, I'm like, yo, this is a- for five tracks, this is a really dope album. So, you know, we're gonna get it together. We got it. So we will. We will. Ah, uh, but that's it, y'all. Uh, we got something else. Peace. Peace.